Hello, and welcome to the Cash News Podcast, informative conversations about all things currency and cash. We'll share insights on the issues affecting the world of cash today, like cash security, payments technology, and the cash supply chain. Your hosts, Tom Meehan and Sean Ferrari, hope to inform industry professionals and support better cash security and management by sharing the latest information on trends, strategies, and technology. This is the Cash News Podcast. Now, here's Tom and Sean. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Cash News Podcast. Sean, how are you? Hey, everybody. Good to see you. Uh, we have, you're a little more formal than I am today, but we are in the same color, it appears. So that's that's well-coordinated of us. Yes, very well-coordinated. We <laughs> Obviously, we don't ever do that on purpose, but <laughs> we're going to try one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, it's been a, it's been a good couple of weeks. Um, I think people had to listen to me uh, solo for the most part last time. So luckily you're, you're here to liven up the conversation yet again, and people will be subjected to, to only me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the banter. Yeah. We're, I think we're going to, we're not going to take a lot of time. I think we're, again, we're going to do the best we can to do more regular and some maybe audio only. Um, if you're listening and you want to be and you want to be a guest, you know how to get us. I think we're going to send a couple notifications out um, probably before it happens. Definitely before it happens. Actually, now I think about the date. So about AFP and the fact that we'll be there and we're taping live. See if we can get some guests to come over. Um, that will be interesting because I don't I don't think um, we've done AFP with the, the podcast, so that should be fun. We're in episode fifty something. I think it's like 53, but I, I'm not 100% sure. And I think we're just going to talk about kind of some trends. Some reports have come out in the past few weeks to give us an idea where trends are, digital payments, going to talk a little bit about everything. So, Sean, where do you want to start? Yeah, no, I think, um, you know, I've been out and about at some various events. And since the last time um, I, I gave kind of an update of where I had been, I've been to a couple more this past week. Um one in the the cash space um, and one in the the payment space. Um, and the cash one was uh, it was called Cash in the USA. It was put on by um, CMS Analytics. Um, nice kind of gathering of some mostly their customers, but it was you know some quite a few financial institutions and and some vendors. And the Fed was there, kind of giving an update. Um, and I guess. The main takeaway I have there from a cash perspective, um, or there's two. Um, one from a from a trends, and this is from the the Fed's diary study. They have a new one that is getting data right now, um, and we lo- hope to have like a very preliminary look at that uh, at the end of November when when we hear from them at our event, um, the America's Cash Cycle and Payment Seminar down in Orlando. Um, please come join us. Um, but we we look forward to hearing from the Fed during that event and with an update. But what they're basically saying from last year's look at things and uh, kind of a a mid mid checkpoint that they had was that it seems that during the pandemic and you know fall as we've come out of it, uh, we seem to be in a place now where cash use has seems seems to have stabilized um, from it. If you remember during the pandemic, it first kind of ramped up as people were using more cash because it was where they got more cash because it was um, an uncertainty and they didn't know when they could access their bank accounts, all that sort of stuff. So there were then in receipts 
weren't coming back into the system. So it was just like payments going out. So cash numbers kind of skyrocketed at first and there was a, a big yeah. production demand. Um, then of course people couldn't spend it because nothing was open. Um, and people were spending less and using more electronics because they were shopping online or what have you. Um, and then, so cash use dropped a bit and then immediately following kind of the pandemic when things opened back up, the receipts started coming back into the system, um, which then caused some flow back. So it looked like cash was declining as things were kind of offsetting and stabilizing. Anyway, long way of saying, um, that seems to have come out in the wash now um, and things have kind of re not rebounded, but stabilized. Um, and cash seems to be continuing. It's a it's a slower growth rate, right? But seems to can has resumed some sort of you know nominal nominal growing um, and doesn't seem to be declining anymore. Which I guess is kind of the main point. It's it seems to be stabilized, um, kind of growing along with the economy overall, um, but not you know getting a bigger slice of the pie. But it also doesn't seem to be getting a smaller slice of the pie anymore either. So the the thinking is basically that we've kind of hit the floor um, because the way the Fed was discussing it, um, this kind of like 10% of payments, um, you know, between 8 and 12% of payments are done in cash type thing seems to be where we're going to be, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, thinking that if you were going to switch away from cash, uh, you probably would have um, during the pandemic. Um, and if you didn't switch away from cash. There's very little reason for you to switch away from cash now. Yeah. Um, so they think the the behavioral changes have occurred that were going to occur and are we're probably where we're going to be for the at least near term going forward. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think um, you know we talked about this kind of in the middle of COVID and when the the I think when that last diary it was probably the one before last came out. And talked about, you know, cash in hand versus cash being used. You know, there was more cash yeah. in hand than cash being used. And I think that, you know, and it, it, uh, leading that data, that my assumption was, okay, well, there's a pandemic and people are holding on to their cash because they're concerned. Um, but the, I agree. I think we've, we've kind of evened out is what I like to say. I, I still think there's an evolution in the payments that are, is occurring. I still think that um, you will see a change. I also would say that that change was happening. You know, COVID definitely accelerated the use of digital payment, especially when you think of some of the offshoots of, you know, Venmo and PayPal being used heavily at a, a cash register. COVID helped that, right? Like with the QR code and the, the touchless. Um, but convenience matters. I continue to hear and see, um, maybe because we're more aware of it because of what we do, places where they're they're saying we don't take cash anymore, and then there'll be some sort of challenging story that occurs. Uh, we do know, and it's happened multiple times, that when the systems fail, all of a sudden, you know, that that become, that kind of has a, a shotgun effect for a short period of time, but that eight to 10 or eight to 9% of cash usage um, seems pretty consistent. I think you're, you know, we'll continue to see, there are some markets and some dollar transactions that people will continue to use it um, we also are still going through that challenging phase of what do cash, you know, what do bank branches do? Are they investment bank branches? Are they cash bank branches? Are they closing? I mean, I, I live in a, within, 
I don't know, a mile of three different branches of my bank and all three of them have completely different models when you go in. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Really interesting on that on that front. And I'm I'm hoping to have some discussion on this in Orlando as well. Uh, but at one of these events I was at, uh, Capital One um, was actually there discussing their model. Um, and it was really fascinating because I think it was it, it is different than what I've seen a lot of other banks do. And it's not just the cafes. Yes, they're they're going forward with the Capital One cafes and that's kind of the buzzy thing they're doing. But when you think about what it means for cash, it's different because there are there is no teller teller line at those cafes. There's eight yep. there's ATMs basically. Um, and there's not even I, I want to say I I could be wrong on this. Actually, I'm not even going to go here. Let's just say there's there's not a teller there to to do banking services. Um, what what was interesting, and I don't know why I didn't know this or how common knowledge this is, but they've reached an agreement with CVS. You heard this? I don't. I, no, uh, me either. I think they need to promote this because this was really fascinating to me. So they've reached an agreement with CVS where you can deposit cash at a Capital One through CVS. So they've, because one of the, what they, what they were trying to remedy was how do you close branches, uh, move to this more cafe model, and still be able to service your community. So they reached out to partners like CVS, and they're coming online with another one soon that would be synonymous with CVS, but not. Um, anyway, and they're they're basically cash access points um, yeah. for for deposit. Um, I don't I don't know about withdrawal. I, it was more on the deposit side. Um, so anyway, I think the it was interesting um, because they're they're trying these new kind of ways of banking um yeah. to continue because what they did realize is that cash is still an important thing for them and their customers so they don't want to get out of cash but they want to have the present they want to have a reduced more efficient effective presence without all of the infrastructure needs that cash usually requires yeah. and it was actually helping so maybe this does mean they pay out to cvs as well i through them as well i'm not not sure, but anyway, they were finding it actually helps the retail load as well because it's another channel to handle cash or get cash um, than the retailer necessarily would have otherwise. So if you if you can actually manage it in a more dynamic way, you could actually reduce your need for change orders or servicing of cash at the retail location um, because of what you're doing, partnering with a bank for cash access. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I still see from time to time a grocery store, um, actually pretty pretty often, where they have a small branch inside the grocery store. And so I definitely think there is, you know, a need to be creative. When we were in Mexico City, and I, the name escapes me, there was a their largest convenience chain, right? Turned Oxo, yeah, yeah, Oxo, the virtual ATM concept, which you know I think it makes perfect sense. Do I think there's all sorts of things that go along with that could, of course, there's risk, there's another challenge to it. But I, I, I think one of the things that I often wonder is, um, you know, do the banks understand the impact it has to their customers? Because, you know, I bank with two different banks and I, it, I don't, you know, I always have, I, I am someone that always carries some cash, not a large amount of cash, but every time I go and, and can't, there's no teller, 
it becomes a little bit frustrating for me. And I'm not that old in the sense of, yeah, I understand there's a machine, but sometimes I want to ask a question. And, you know, so that, you know, I, I, I have that double edged kind of feeling of, you know, I think it's, it's a, it's an evolution that needs to happen. It's nice to see that companies are trying to come up with a way to say, Hey, cash is important. How do we make it not inconvenient for your customer and using, you know, someone like CBS who has, you know, thousands and thousands of locations all over the place. That's actually, you know, could be a good answer. Um, the logistics carrier standpoint, I'm curious how that works. You know, yeah. that means I'm sure someone did some, some math. It's probably not as much, you know, as I'm thinking, but what does it mean in some markets for that, that group? Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And I think the other, the other sticking point too is business deposits, right? Um, you're not going to take your business deposit into CVS. Um, and if you don't have a branch to go to, where do you take it? Um, yeah. So, and that seemed to be a, a point of discussion and, and there wasn't a good answer because the, the, I don't want to say easy answer, but like what sounds good in concept is kind of like a, like an omni deposit location, basically like a smart safe, if you will, that could take deposits for all different banks, you know, in a centralized kind of like location, but yeah. the level of cooperation and that sort of stuff between all the different financial players and what have you is not there for that. Um, it does sound we our event in in Bangkok, the cash cycle seminar in Bangkok a couple of weeks ago. Um, I want to say it was Lori. There was there was a company there that um, offered a solution, um, but it was unclear on the uptake of it. Um, but essentially, it was that that it, a solution that would allow a deposit to be done and then credited to whichever bank it was supposed to be credited to um, through one device. But again, how how that works in Look, practice, I, I don't know. <laughs> this is this is kind of the argument where we were saying before about, you know, the future of a stable coin. Does it allow for things like this to be, do you now, do you now take that money in, in CVS, put it in the drawer, convert it to a coin? And then it, it, it's, it's that, it's that, that yeah, kind sure. of, whoa, okay, <laughs> is this a place where a fiat backed coin makes sense? Because today, yes, in theory, we're doing provisional credits and, and it's not theory in real world. But if you're a CBS, could you take business deposits then if you had a different method to transfer? I, I think this is the evolution that we always talk about. And it's exciting to watch it happen. Um, I think the, the, the standard bank user or the retail you know, at customer in banking is always the tricky point of you know, you're not going to solve the problem for everybody. Hopefully... And I'm, I'm sure the folks at Capital One are doing this. I, I know that um, there's a lot of really smart people that are looking at, okay, in this market, we really need a branch to take money in. In this market, we don't. Yeah. Um, so that was the other interesting point that was discussed at the event. Um, not just that concept, not just that particular case, but in many cases in terms of uh, do you want a recycler? Do you want a smart safe? Do you want a branch? Do you want an ATM? Do you want an ITM? Do you, those are more the video screen ATM things where you have access to like a remote teller type thing. Yeah. Um, how do you, you know, it, the answer to all, I think what, what I was hearing was the answer to all those questions is extraordinarily granular and based on the exact location you're talking about, which makes sense from an efficiency standpoint for the location but for these large national 
entities, it's a nightmare. It's yeah. like you just can't manage it. That it's like how do you manage per neighborhood? <laughs> Um, and what equipment do you need? What service levels do you agree? Do you need? How are you servicing? Like even to the point of, do you need dynamic uh, servicing of an ATM? In sure. some regions, yes, that makes sense. In other locations, no. It's a very regular every Tuesday at five o'clock. Works fine. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like it, it's mind blowing because you because you have this. The data is available now to be able to do all sorts of things by location and make it as efficient as possible. But then you look at what contracts you need and what service providers and everything else and how do you manage it? And then you kind of bubble back up to this, well, you know what, I'm just gonna do this across yeah. the entire network. What, what, yeah, and, I, and that's not even, um, that's not even mentioning all of the other things that go into this, the, the systemic work that needs to be done um, the risk that's involved. What does it mean for the customer? Like, is the customer going to be like, I don't want to walk into the back of CVS with my money. You know, there's so much here, but I, I give credit to capital one for, you know, this is a, I was at a conference last week and this was the theme is you have to start somewhere. You have yep. to start, yep. you, you know, it's all good on a whiteboard and a map and, and, Oh, what should have, could have, but if you don't, if we don't start to take some of these leaps and identify what really will occur, um, it does create that kind of loop of, hey, we're not doing anything different. Also, the cafes, to me, like the experience of going to, you know, a bank and then getting a coffee, I, I, you know, I feel like in an investment bank, that makes sense if you're going to have a conversation. But if you're going to deposit a check, hit an ATM, grab some money, um, ask a question, that, it, that, that, that's that teetering where I want that when I want it. But what I, when I want the other side, I, you know. I do that, and I, I think we're in that kind of quasi figuring out what the next step was. So I, I know we only have a few minutes. Let's talk about Orlando, and then we can wrap up. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's a great tee up of the conversation we're going to have in Orlando. I mean, we're going to be talking about all this stuff, um, all of yeah, all of it and more. Um, so just so folks are aware, we we added a bunch of payments content um, along with the cash content this year. So we're going to talk about everything Tom and I have just been talking about. We're going to add on some financial inclusion topics. We're going to add on uh, some sustainability topics. Um, and then we're going to talk more in detail on what's going on with like real-time payments and how that affects folks, um, what's going on with digital currencies um, and why that matters to everybody and um, AI, how people should be thinking about that. So we've got a lot of different topics. Um, the delegation is looking strong. It's going to be a pretty global delegation, actually. Um, we've got a lot of central banks from Asia and Africa coming over, as well as Latin America and obviously the Fed and, and Canada. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun, um, a lot of good content. Uh, yeah, can't wait. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for it. I you know um I know you and I have to touch base a couple times on it, but excited to be a part of it. I think uh, the folks I've spoke to that go are excited to go. The venue's great. Uh, we should have good weather, so uh, we're looking forward to seeing everybody there. Do we have any secret discount codes? Uh, we can sure. Yeah, no, why not? Um, let me have it made up right after this. But by the time we post, it will be up. Let's do. Um, what did we do last time? Do we do Go Tom and Tom. Sean or Cash News? I think, we did, I think we why don't we do both we did we did <laughs> we did Sean and Tom and one person used it which we still would love to know who that person is <laughs> right away 
Um, but yeah, Sean, Sean and Tom or the cash news, I think any, and then we can maybe do a little, we'll do a little social on that as well. Yeah. Let's do, um, let's do cash news. Um, right. make it easy for folks. We'll do cash news 25 and have it be 25% off. So Beautiful. cash news 25, um, at America's dot ICOS, I-C-C-O-S dot com, America's dot ICOS dot com. Or go to Currency Research and find it there. Cash News 25 in the discount code. Come to Orlando last week in November. Join us post Thanksgiving, pre Christmas. All yeah. good. All good. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everybody. We'll, we'll look to see you. Hopefully, we'll see you all in Orlando. Yes, hopefully. All right. We'll talk to everybody soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cash News Podcast. We hope you found this episode insightful. Don't forget to like and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and be sure to visit us at thecashnews.com to stay up to date with the latest on the world of cash. Thanks again for listening to the Cash News Podcast.